From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Uh, being the host of a conspiracy show, I get some pretty fascinating mail, <laughs> hastily scrawled uh, uh, notes uh, in cursive from uh, alleged alien abductees, and uh, of course I get some great books. I just received this in the mail. It's a, uh, those who, uh, who follow the, the podcast and who follow me on Twitter may be familiar with Eastern Violet who has sort of coined the term dinner and a podcast because when she listens to the podcast of the conspiracy show she's she's always cooking uh, up something out there on the east coast and uh, she lets us know on uh, twitter and if you want to follow along it's at richard Serrett. anyway uh, she warned me that she was going to pop something in the mail for me and uh she gave me uh, you know, Scout's honor that it wasn't sarin gas or, or anything like that, or anthrax. Uh, however, it just arrived, and it's, it's a book. JFK, The Cuba Files, The Untold Story of the Plot to Kill Kennedy. And I'm familiar with the book, Fabian Escalante, The Secret War. Uh, and it's a great book on JFK. I've not read all of it, uh, but along with that came a, uh, a card a Spongebob Squarepants card, and it says, Richard, I found this book at the airport in Veradero, Cuba. That's a good place to find it. Of course, I bought it on the spot. The cashier lit right up when she saw the title and in broken English said, This is true. All books are meant to be shared. Feel free to pass it on when you're done. Happy reading, and I'll continue to listen happily. And that's from uh, Heather Todd, a.k.a. Eastern Violet, who listens every week to the podcast. Thank you for that. And also received... Uh, this was uh, via email, uh, but it's from another Richard in Wisconsin. A couple of weeks ago on the program, I was uh, talking about my nephew uh, in Brantford, Ontario, who bagged a coyote. Apparently, in Brant County, there is a bounty on coyotes. So he was at a friend's farm, and he just recently uh, earned his hunting license, saw this coyote, and shot it. Now, I'm getting this story via his mother who is my sister, and she said that he said this critter weighed upwards of, I believe she said, over 100 pounds. Now, that spawned a lot of mail, and I just received this from Richard in Wisconsin. Rich, huge fan for years, going way back to days at another radio station that will remain nameless. The other night, you mentioned a picture of a rather large coyote taken up there. As a coyote hunter, could you send me the pic? I'd love to, uh, whoops, my uh, email just cacked out. Anyway, he said, I'd love to see it. He says, coyotes generally run about 35 pounds. And uh, that's true, Richard. And I uh, I was taken aback when my sister said this thing, according to my nephew, weighed over 100 pounds. So I started doing a little research, and apparently the eastern coyote has been for generations breeding with wolves up in these here parts. And so they tend to be a little bit larger. However, I will be in uh, in my old hometown, my old stomping grounds for a, a family uh, get-together. And I'm going to uh, get the straight goods from my uh, my nephew and find out. I don't know if there is a picture of this coyote. If there is, I'd love to post it because can you imagine a 100-pound coyote? And these things are running around uh, even here in Toronto in uh, people's neighborhoods. So lock up your small dogs to be sure. But that would be a... Uh, a large, large coyote, to be sure. All right. Uh, wanted to also remind you that uh, 
starting July the 14th, the Conspiracy Show will be coming to you live from Kalamata in uh, Messinia, the southern uh, part of Greece. And uh, that'll be the July the 14th, 21st, 28th, August 4th, and August 11th. Uh, now, for the affiliates down in the U.S., you'll be picking up the show uh, on different dates. Check your local listings, as they say. Uh, but looking forward to, to uh, bringing the show to you f- live from Kalamata. And uh, have a, a great uh, slew of guests lined up for you as well. So uh, look for that. Now, you know, a number of the uh, the world's religions have been expecting for generations. Someone known as the world teacher and Christians know him as the Christ and expect his imminent return. Jews await him as the Messiah. Hindus look for the coming of Krishna. Buddhists expect him as Maitreya Buddha. And Muslims anticipate the Imam Mahdi or Messiah. The names may be different, but many believe they all refer to the same individual, the world teacher, whose name is Maitreya. Preferring to be known simply as the teacher, Maitreya has not come as a religious leader, we are told, or to found a new religion, but as a teacher and guide for people of every religion and those of no religion. And at this time of great political, economic, and social crisis, Maitreya will, they say, inspire humanity to see itself as one family and create a civilization based on sharing economic and social justice and global cooperation. Sounds great, right? Well, for many Christians, however, the Maitreya is not seen as a Messiah or the Savior or a world teacher, but, in fact, as an Antichrist. So, which is he? Is he the world teacher? Is he the Antichrist? We're about to find out over the course of the next hour. And uh, here to join in on the conversation is a counselor with a background in education, business and communication, a featured guest on radio talk shows across America. He's also co-hosted a radio program and produced and hosted public access television shows that air around the United States. Dick Larson served in the U.S. Air Force and as a special education teacher with the Los Angeles School District and was a corporate business executive for over 20 years. He's a native of Minnesota where he obtained a degree in sociology Subsequent duty in the Air Force ultimately brought him to the L.A. area in 1971, where he remains with his family. His familiarity with the spiritual side of life comes from his Christian background, studying the ageless wisdom teachings and the world's major religions, and from participating in personal meditation and transmission meditation groups for many years. In these difficult times, he tends to see the hopeful side of life and tries to help others to do the same here to explain who Maitreya is and why he's here is Dick Larson. Dick, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Thank you, Richard. I'm well. That was a great introduction. Uh, I remember uh, back in the, well, I guess it was about the time I got started in talk radio in the early 90s. Uh, there was a gentleman on the scene who was a, an artist, I believe, from Great Britain by the name of Benjamin Cream, who was, I guess, sort of a, a forerunner and, and uh, was... Uh, telling anybody and anyone who would listen about this individual who supposedly came out of the Himalayas in the late 70s and settled in London, England uh, and was was here to tell us about this this world teacher, Maitreya. First of all, uh, for those not familiar with with Maitreya, uh, who is this individual, uh, I mean, above and beyond what I've I've just talked about? Well, you did a great job of describing it in brief, and you're one of the few people who pronounces his name correctly, Maitreya. 
Um, yes. Uh, the first thing I'd just like to take a second, Richard, just to say the, the source of my information and to, to tell your audience one thing. The, the thing I'd like to tell your audience is please don't believe anything I say. Because <laughs> that would be blind belief, and I don't recommend that to anybody. But if you can keep your mind just a little bit open and run it through your common sense and through your life's experiences, maybe a little 10 or 20% of it might ring a bell for you or seem true for you. So I don't ask people to believe what I say. The second thing is the source of my information is just what you said, Richard, is Benjamin Krem, C-R-E-M-E, uh, who lives in London and has been traveling the world for almost 40 years telling the story of the teacher who is due. It's been 2,000 years, and about every 2,000 years we get a teacher to inaugurate the new age. And that's exactly what this teacher is. He's the teacher for the age, and the age now is Aquarius. Jesus, the great teacher Jesus, came 2,000 years ago to inaugurate the age of Pisces. And, of course, the age-old symbol for Pisces is the fish. And in the Christian Bible, you'll see all these analogies of fish. I'll make you fishers of men. He fed the crowd with fish. There's two symbols for Christianity, the cross and the fish. Well, that's because he was the teacher to inaugurate the age of Pisces and brought the great teaching of the love of God. Well, it's been 2,000 years. In 1625, we started moving out of alignment. Our sun and our solar system come into alignment with these great constellations. About uh, all 12 of them, which we call the zodiac, about every 2,000 or 2,500 years, we move our alignment from one to the other. And in 1625, we started moving out of alignment with the age of Pisces. And in 1675, entered into the influence of the next constellation, which is Aquarius. And so we are now about halfway through. Half of the energy we're receiving comes from the great constellation Pisces. About half of it comes from Aquarius. These are huge, huge you know, bodies up in the cosmos that have tremendous energies. So it's time for the teacher for Aquarius, and he is here. He's in a self-made body that's indestructible and will be with us for the next 2,000 years. He's Right now, he's waiting for the right time to come forward uh, to speak to humanity openly. Now, how did Benjamin Krem uh, come to learn about Maitreya? Yes. Um, Benjamin Krem was contacted by one of the 63 Masters of Wisdom, or Kingdom of Souls, Ascended Masters. They're called all kinds of different names. There are people like Confucius, Krishna, Buddha, the Christ, Muhammad, great individuals who have gone through human evolution ahead of us and have become permanent spirits and who are the inspiration and guidance for humanity behind the scenes. One of these masters is in constant contact with Benjamin Krem. Actually, there were supposed to be five people around the world telling the story that Benjamin Krem has been telling, but the other four, for differing reasons, said, no, thank you. And Benjamin Krem is the only one. He said, I would not want to do this alone. So he is the source for my information, and, and he, got his, he gets his information on a daily, almost moment-to-moment -moment basis from one of the masters of wisdom. So is, is Maitreya uh, supposed to be, uh, is he a prophet, or is he the son of God, or is he the incarnation of, of something? What, what is he? Who is he? Well... The hierarchy, they call it a hierarchy of the masters of wisdom because they're at, they're at different levels just like 
we humans are at different levels of, of our progress, of our evolution. So are the masters. They're, they're at different levels, and they have different jobs, and they call it a hierarchy. And Maitreya is the leader of the masters. He's, he's the most... He and the Buddha were the first two to complete evolution through humanity and, and become masters. And they are brothers. They work together very, very closely. And he, Maitreya, is, his job is to be the head of, of the other masters. All right, let me just because jump in here, that, Dick. Because that's his position. He's the most evolved. All right, Dick, masters. let me just jump in here. We've got to take a time of out. We'll, okay, we'll come back. Dick Larson uh, with us here on The Conspiracy Show as we discuss Maitreya, world teacher or the Antichrist. Back with more. Stay with us. When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Dick Larson is uh, with us as we discuss Maitreya, world teacher. Uh, he's been uh, heralded as such by uh, Benjamin Krem, uh, starting back, I guess, as early as the, the early 1980s. I first uh, learned of Benjamin Krem uh, when he was sort of doing the talk show circuit back in the, uh, the, the early 90s. And it was about the same time uh, that others were warning that, uh, you know, uh, Maitreya was, was not who he was purported to be, that he was some sort of antichrist, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, let's find out more about who Maitreya is and where he comes from. Dick Larson is with us, counselor, back, who has a, a background in education, business, and communication. Now, uh, uh, again, Benjamin Cram, I believe, claimed that Maitreya uh, came out of the Himalayas and settled somewhere in London, England, in around 1977. Is, is that true? Absolutely. Yes, it took him several years to make this indestructible body um, because he needs to be able to, to, to walk around among us and shake your hand uh, and yet embody, which he does, embody the love of God in him. So he needs to be able to shake people's hands and not zap them, you know. Um, and and he, he had to make this body just right so that it could handle the pollution. and the, So the masters are, live in the mountains and deserts of the world. They're not used to the pollution and the sound pollution and the noise pollution and the air pollution and water pollution and everything. So he acclimated. He came down out of the Himalayas and, and, and acclimated his body in Pakistan for a couple of weeks. Then he actually flew by jet airplane to London to fulfill the prophecy that he would come out of the clouds, and he did. His passport said he was 33 years old at the time, which is interesting, since that's the age that Jesus was when he was crucified. Right, right. He landed in London, and his headquarters is in the Asian, the poor Asian community on the outskirts of London. But he can travel around the world by thought instantly, anytime he wants to, and appear in ten places at once if he wants to. So he travels by thought, but that's his base of operations. He doesn't need to eat, sleep, do anything like that. He's working all the time. So what is he? Is he angelic? Is he a light being uh, in human form? What is he? Yes, he is. He's a light being in human form. That's a great way to put it. Now, you, you come from he's a, a... He's a great spirit. Dick, you come from a Christian background. I do. Why do you believe that Maitre is who, he, who, who Benjamin Krem claims he is? Why should we believe Benjamin Krem? Well, I don't know that you should, um, but, but it took me time, to be honest. I mean, I heard Benjamin Krem speak in Los Angeles um, many years ago, 
then I read one of his books, and that started to make sense. I grew up, like I said, in the Christian religion, and there were certain questions that my, my church couldn't answer for me. And I thought, well, that doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and I'm wondering. So there were just these holes in the information, and I read Benjamin Krem's book, and it started to answer those questions for me. Now, this is me personally, okay? I'm not saying that would happen for everybody, but that's what happened for me. And, and I thought, this just makes sense. This is real common sense stuff. And, and that, that miracles are just the next level of science that we're not aware of, for example. Um, and, and it just all made sense to me. This whole thing about religion being separate from, from science makes no sense to me. I think it all goes together. And that's kind of the way he presented the ageless wisdom teachings. You know, the ageless wisdom teachings are an ancient, ancient philosophy, eons old. It's so old, Richard that its basic truths are said to underlie all of the world's major religions. Um, it, but that's what Benjamin Krem has been teaching is the ageless wisdom teachings. Before him, it was Alice A. Bailey. She wrote about 20 books in the 1930s and 40s teaching the ageless wisdom. Benjamin Krem is the latest revealer of the ageless wisdom. Some have suggested that Benjamin Krem is an occultist. Would you, would you care yeah. to respond to that? Well, he... He doesn't act like an occultist. He doesn't ask anybody to believe him, just like I don't. Um, he he just says, I have this information, and my job is to give out the information, and and I hope that some of it makes sense to you, but if it doesn't, I'm sorry I wasted your time. I, I didn't mean to. Um, he doesn't ask anybody to believe him. He doesn't ask for followers. He collects absolutely no pay for anything he does um, in, in doing this and all his speaking appearances and all that sort of thing. He makes no spiritual claims about himself whatsoever. None. Give us a, he just a, a, says, I'm one of you. A physical That's description it. of... So of, he doesn't really act like... He doesn't have a group of people who worship him or, or do what he says. He doesn't say, do what I say. He says, do what you, what you think is right. <laughs> you know? Right. If it makes you, sense to you, then, then do, do something, you know? Can you give us a physical and description so of my trail? He doesn't act like a cult leader. I don't, I don't think he is. I, there's no fervent feeling when you talk to people that know Benjamin Crumb, there's no fervency about it at all. Well, no, I wasn't suggesting a cult leader. I was suggesting an occultist. But, uh, oh, I, I, oh I, yeah, a cult, yes. A cult is like, is like um, esotericism. Yes. It's hidden truths. And that's what he's doing. He's revealing truths that have been hidden for a long time, passed down by, by word of mouth over the eons. But, um, yes, it is occult information that he is giving out. That means hidden. Okay. It's hidden information. I suppose in the strictest definition, yes. I mean, in the strictest in, in the strictest definition, I suppose uh, Christianity would have been reviewed as such, you know, in the early days. But let me ask you this: Give, it, give me a. Can you give me a physical description of Maitreya? What does he look like? No, I can't because um, I haven't seen any of his interviews. He's been interviewing on television now, um, just in the last several months, and I have not seen any of the interviews. I haven't looked for him either, but I haven't seen him. Um, he did about about 13 interviews or so on American television as part of panels who were talking about world problems as an ordinary man. He didn't say, I'm a tray, I'm the world teacher. He, I don't know what name he was using, um, but he, he's been interviewing there. Then he interviewed in Mexico. Um, he did 14 interviews on Mexican television as an individual, being interviewed by the press. Um, he did 41 interviews in Brazil as an individual, and now he's done 14 interviews on Russian television. And I don't know what he looks like. I am told that he's about six foot three, that he's in a male body, um, and I think he has dark hair. 
He might have a beard and a mustache. I'm not sure. You know, he appeared in Kenya. The only time, really, that he had photographs taken of him in a body. But, but that wasn't the body. He appeared in a body that the Kenyans expected the Christ to look like, because they're Christians. And he appeared, there was a woman uh, who's a healer and a Christian teacher, and she, she talks outside of um, Nairobi, out in the country. Two or 3,000 people come every weekend to hear her speak, and she does healings. She told she was told she'd have a visitor. Well, while she was talking, this man, six foot three, all dressed in white, with a blue uh, band around his head like they expect the Christ to be dressed, he instantly appeared beside her, spoke in perfect Swahili for about 617 minutes or so. Um, they all immediately saw him. They went, Yesu Christus, Yesu Christus. They recognized him as the Christ right away. Um, he healed uh, people in that area, and then he left. And the editor of the Kenyan Times was there, and he took pictures. And they were published in the Kenyan newspaper the next day, Did Jesus Appear in Nairobi? And, of course, he's not Jesus. He's, he's another one of the great masters, uh, not the Master Jesus. And um, so, but that wasn't, so there are pictures of him, and he's tall, and he's male, and he has a black beard and a mustache, but that's not the body, that was an image he used. That's not the body that he actually made. He is doing the interviews in his body, so I don't know what he looks like. I'm just, I'm curious as someone who who uh, believes uh, Maitre is who he who he's reported to be. Why you wouldn't be curious to to, to watch these interviews or to to see what he looks like? Well, I am, but I can't find him. <laughs> All right, and I and I don't want to spend hours looking for it. I mean, you know, there there's certain things you just know because you know it just makes sense to you. I understand, and. And so that's that's where my absolute conviction comes from. If you Google Maitreya, though, there are there are there are lots of images. Are you suggesting that those images are not Maitreya online? Yes, I am. They're not Maitreya. Yeah, there are a lot of people claiming they're Maitreya. Remember, they're false prophets, and the, and even the Bible predicted this that there'd be people claiming to be the the Christ returning, and um, that's been happening all over the place. They knock on Benjamin Krem's door all the time. Hi, I'm Maitreya. I just wanted to say hi and shake your hand, let you know that I'm here and everything's okay. You know, <laughs> he's just very kind to them and then says goodbye. <laughs> when is Maitreya supposed to emerge? Uh, I mean, you, you, you've, you've stated that he's made a number of, of interviews, but not necessarily yeah. as Maitreya. When is, then, when is he to make his, I guess, his formal... Uh, appearance on the world stage, if in fact that's right. the plan. Yeah, that's the question of the of the age, Richard. We don't know. Um, I'll tell you when it's going to be. It's going to be when humanity insists that he tell us who he is. People, his hope. See, the, the masters don't infringe our free will. We have, we all have free will. It's a God given gift. First story of the Christian Bible. Adam and Eve had a choice, um, and and he, we always have choices. That's how we learn and grow. We make choices, and then we learn from our choices. We can learn from a poor choice. We can learn from, learn from a wise choice. So we have free will. The masters will never make us do anything or, or demand that we do anything ever. So what he wants is he wants people to get curious about who he is. How do you know so much when you're interviewed on TV? How do you know? This guy can't be just a normal guy. He knows too much. Who are you really? And when humanity demands to know who he is really, then he will have what he calls his day of declaration when he will address the world on radio and television hooked up by satellite around the world. That's what the satellites are there for. They're not there for World Cup soccer. 
They're there, they're there for this event. And that's when he'll come forward, but only when we ask him to, so that he doesn't infringe our free will. Dick Larson that's why is he's with doing us. doing the interviews to get us curious. Dick Larson is with us uh, discussing Maitreya uh, here on The Conspiracy Show. Uh, what other supposed miracles have been attributed to this individual? Well, um, one that's been directly attributed to him are the healing waters that have been discovered around the world. Um, what he does, I'm told what he does, is that he energizes, he looks for springs underground that appear to have a near-endless supply of water, and he energizes them, he blesses them with energy. It's all scientific, it's all energy. Um, and the first one discovered was in Tlacote, T-L-A-C-O-T-E, Mexico. It's about 100 miles outside of Mexico City on a farmer's ranch. His dog, he saw some water coming out of the ground. His sick dog drank it and got well. He gave it to some of his other sick animals. They got well. So he, he talked to the Mexican government. They allowed him to give it to some people in the hospital. They, most of them got well. So then he, they gave him some money. They helped him. He put his money in. They put their money in. And they put these big pumps and these big tanks in. And he was giving out this water free to people. And, and before you got the water, you had to go and talk to his technicians and say who you were getting it for, what their condition was, um, what their illness was, what their disease was, get the contact information, everything, so they could follow up. Well, people got healed from everything from cancer to AIDS to, to arthritis and heart problems from this water, and he ended up getting an award from the United Nations for giving this water away free to people. That's one of the wells. There's one in Nordenau, Germany, that was discovered under a, under a restaurant. That, that water is available. There's one in India that's been discovered, and there's one in Russia that's said to cure alcoholism. Benjamin Krem said that, that the, the, the prophecy is that when Maitreya is done, there will be 777 wells around the world, and they will be a major source of health and well-being for humanity for the next 2,000 years. So that's one miracle. There's another one. Um, for Christians, there are crosses of light. Um, it, it started in El Monte, uh, a suburb of, of California, a poor Mexican suburb of Los Angeles, um, where the dimpled glass in the bathrooms, most of them had a bare bulb hanging in the, in the bathroom. The dimpled glass, which normally shows a square, um, all of a sudden started showing crosses. And people said, look at that. You have a cross in your, in your bathroom window there when you turn the light on. And, it, and about 20 homes in El Monte got these crosses of light in their bathroom windows. And, man, people were coming from all over. They had bus tours and everything. People were showing, people were, were claiming that they got healed looking at the crosses of light. Um, and they spread around the world. They're in Japan. They're in the Philippines. They're in Canada. They're all over now. Crosses of light in the dimpled glass. That's glass that has been blessed by Maitreya. So there are, there are miracles in almost every major religion, and there are miracles that have nothing to do with religion. Uh, why, um, why do people of the Christian faith believe, not everyone, but, uh, you know, I've, I've had a number of authors on this program, uh, over the years, and we're gonna head into a break here in a moment, but we'll get, okay. at least get this, this end of the discussion going, and then we'll, uh, come back and continue. But, I've had a number of, uh, authors on this program, uh, biblical scholars and so forth, who claim that Maitreya is the Antichrist, yeah. uh, and as we know, you know, from 
uh, from the Bible, the the Antichrist, the great deceiver, if you will, will have to be able to convince the major world religions, all of them, that he is their Messiah. And that's precisely what Maitreya, I guess, is claiming, or, or Benjamin yeah. Graham, or you are claiming, that he will be the Christ, the, the you know, the, the second coming of Christ to Christians, he will be the Imam Mahdi to Muslims, he will be the, uh, exactly. the compassionate Buddha to Buddhists. So, yeah. it, it sort of sounds like he fits that description. Yeah, it, it doesn't actually say he ha- he will convince all the other world religions. It doesn't actually say that in in the Book of Revelation, but it does say that he will fool, um, you know, almost everybody. Um, that's right. Do you want to address it now, or are you going to? Well, let's let, yeah, let's just start the conversation, and then when okay. when we uh, when we come back, we can continue sure. on. Yeah. St. John's Book of Revelation is one of the most difficult books in the Bible to read and understand. One of the tendencies that people have and have had over the years, is to take things in the Bible very, very literally and miss a lot of the symbolism. And I think uh, my information is that one of the things that's going to happen over the next hundred years is that we're going to start to get deeper and deeper insights into some of the symbolism of the Holy Bible that people have been missing. And this sacred book will become very, very important, still be very important for, um, for years to come. But... The book of Revelation is difficult. There are actually, my understanding of the book of Revelation, um, I used to teach Bible study and all kinds of stuff in the Christian church. I'm very involved, involved, but that doesn't mean I'm right. But my understanding is that there are three main events that happen in the book of Revelation, three cataclysmic events. Um, one is in the past, one just happened, and one is at the end of the world. And the the... The one that was written about at the time, I have to say this. The Antichrist, there's a misunderstanding about the Antichrist, according to the Ageless Wisdom. The Antichrist is actually an energy released through certain key people, not a person. All right, let's just and, uh, let's just hold it there, uh, Dick. This sure. is a good time to, to step away. We'll come back. Dick Larson talking Maitreya here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. So are you to the conspiracy show with Richard Serrett. And Dick Larson stays with us as we discuss Maitreya, world teacher or antichrist. Uh, so we started that conversation about whether or not Maitreya may in fact be an antichrist. And you're, you're saying that there is a misunderstanding about what the term antichrist actually means. It's not a person. It's sort of an energy. Uh, I guess, you know, the broadest definition is anyone that denies Christ would be considered an antichrist. Oh, well, yes, they are, they are antichrist, but they're not the antichrist. They're just antichrist. <laughs> right, right. In my mind, anyway. Okay. Yeah, and the antichrist energy is, is released, according to the ageless wisdom teaching, is released periodically to break down the old order and pave the way for the new. And the first cataclysm that, that 
is in the book of Revelation. Um, and if anybody has a good study Bible, it could be any, any study Bible that has good footnotes in it, if they look, the Antichrist energy was released through Nero 2,000 years ago. And and if you'll recall that saying, Nero fiddled while Rome burned, right. he single-handedly destroyed, pretty much destroyed the Roman Empire and paved the way for Christendom. And and he was incredibly evil. He persecuted the Christians, something fierce, and was just an incredibly evil uh, man who who really raised a lot of havoc uh, and destroyed the Roman Empire. That's the first cataclysm. That's the one that that. John was most immediate about warning people about, look out for this guy, and um, because he was persecuting the Christians at the time of the writing really, really badly. Well, that was released 2,000 years ago. The Antichrist energy was released again 2,000 years later in our time, and everybody knows that they think about it. Everybody knows who it was. It was Hitler. Hitler, it was released through Hitler, Mussolini, and a couple Japanese generals. And if you think about it, Hitler did everything that St. John's Book of Revelation said the Antichrist would do. He fooled millions and millions of people into thinking he was going to create this perfect world, this perfect society. Um, he was incredibly evil. He killed millions and millions of people, and he tried to conquer the world. And ultimately, he, the Antichrist energy was released through him, he was defeated. The, the Axis powers were defeated by the Allied powers who had the masters behind them to save the world. Um, and we were given the bomb for, before they got it for that purpose to, to save the world. We weren't, it wasn't anticipated we would use it. The anticipation was that just the threat of having it would end the war, but it didn't. Um, and so the Allied powers beat the Axis powers and defeated the, the Hitler and the Antichrist energy for our time. So the good news that the Ageless Wisdom has for people is that the Antichrist for our time has come and gone. Now my information is it will be released once more in about 2,500 years and that battle would be fought on mental levels and then it will be put down for the very last time forever. Uh, for for Christians, no more purpose. But for Christians but who the are... Antichrist for our time has come and gone. All right, but for Christians who are anticipating the uh, the return of Christ, yeah. know, we're told things like the, the Christ will will come in the clouds or like a thief in the night when we least yeah. expect it. Uh, yeah. That doesn't okay. But Maitreya, I mean, we've we've been hearing about his you know emergence into the world stage for over thirty years. That doesn't that doesn't fit the description of you know a thief in the night or returning in the clouds, etc. So explain the seeming well, discrepancy there. People were expecting him to come in a hundred years or a million years. They weren't expecting him to come now. I mean, he really did come like a thief in the night. He came and, and nobody knew about it for ten years almost after he was here. Well, that was not true. Benjamin Crumb started talking about it, but but people weren't you know people really didn't know for quite a while. I mean, he came without any big announcement or anything. He just showed up in London, and he did come through the clouds. Um, through by jet airplane. Of course, when they wrote the Bible, there were no jet airplanes. <laughs> there were no airplanes. All right, got to jump in here again, uh, Dick. Another time out, we'll come back. We'll uh, take in uh, some calls as well. Dick Larson talking Maitreya here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett.
on the New World Order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And Dick Larson stays with us uh, till the top of the hour as we discuss Maitreya. Is he world teacher as foretold by, I guess, his forerunner? Some might call him uh, his own sort of John the Baptist, uh, Benjamin Krem, beginning in the uh, the early 80s. Maitreya, world teacher or antichrist. Dick Larson uh, stays with us. And uh, he's a, a student of world religions. He's a counselor with a background in education, business and communication. Uh, before I get to the calls, quick question. Dick, what is the association between Maitreya and Share International? Yes. Um, Share International is a nonprofit educational um, organization that was started to support Benjamin Krem's work. Um, and so people like me, who I'm a volunteer I, I, for Share International, there are volunteers around the world who'd, who um, try to get Benjamin Krem's information out. We, we publish his books and sell them almost at cost because it's not about making profit. Um, and, and so that's what Share International is. It's an organization to promote. Um, there's a magazine. Benjamin Krem is the editor of Share International magazine. It's a monthly magazine uh, that's in about 50 countries of the world in many, many different languages that talks about all the good things happening around, around the world and about solutions to problems. And um, it has nothing to do with religion at all. It's just about good stuff happening around the world, and of course it talks about uh, Maitreya as well. All right, let's go to the phones, and uh, let's begin with uh, James, who's in Toronto and has been holding a while. appreciate your patience. James, you're on the line with Dick Larson. Go ahead. Hi. hi. Among many other things, Christ is also called a ransom sacrifice. Many people might wonder, well, since we know what a ransom is, we need to buy back something that was lost, what was lost to us from the first humans, was it right to eternal life? And Christ showed people how they can can attain eternal life by obeying his instructions. All right, James, what do you think of the Maitreya? Uh, well, I, I didn't quite understand that. What is in a, in a few, if possible, a few words? What is the Maitreya? Well, I, he sort of spent the first half hour sort of describing who he was. So uh, he's a great teacher who's who's going to help us get back on track because we've lost our way. We can't end wars, and we're killing the planet with pollution. We need help. He's going to teach us. He's not going to tell us to do anything. He's going to make suggestions, and we'll either follow them or not. All right, James, thanks for the call. Bob is in Beamsville, Ontario. Bob, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. You're on the line with Dick Larson. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead, Bob. Hi, Bob. Um, I'm an analyst, not a politician. <laughs> I utterly condemn Hitler and his fascist party. But my analysis of the situation is Hitler was an absolute necessity. All right. I think we'll end the conversation there, Bob. Thank you for that. We're not talking about Hitler, though. We're talking about Maitreya. Uh, Hitler, an absolute necessity. Wow. I don't think I want to pursue that conversation any further. Well, the Antichrist was supposed to break down the, the world problems at the time and pave the way for Maitreya to come. But the masters didn't anticipate that we would get into this Cold War. They, you know, we have free will, and they didn't anticipate the Cold War. So instead of paving the way for Maitreya to come early, instead we got locked into this Cold War, and it kind of delayed the process. Again, the, the million-dollar question, obviously, is when Maitreya will will uh, you know emerge onto the world scene? Yeah. Uh, what... I, I think I think his day of declaration will be within the next three years. And why is that? Because he's already doing the interview process. He said that once he starts the interview process, things will happen very quickly. 
Um, and, and how and, is he going to, uh, you know, where will he get his authority, uh, I guess, to affect, you know, global change? Will he be elected, uh, an elected official? Will he be named, no. for example, the, you know, the uh, the Secretary of the United Nations, uh, Secretary General of the UN? Where, where will he derive his authority from? Yeah, those are good questions. Uh, he won't. His authority will be because he will touch our hearts and our minds. When he, when he has this day of declaration, there are three ways that people are going to know it's him. Uh, number one, they'll see his face on television, but his lips won't move. They'll hear his words in their head, in their own language, whatever their native language is, telepathically. People will be looking at each other. He's not talking, but I'm hearing him, you know. That'll be one way they know it's him. Another way they'll know it's him is that while he's speaking on television, on radio, that People will feel the love of God in their heart like they have never felt it before. A lot of people will be crying. Trust the love in your heart. The Antichrist cannot do that. And the third way people will know that it's him is that reports around the world after he's done speaking will report that while he was speaking, hundreds of thousands of people around the world were miraculously healed. And in those three ways, we'll know that this is the teacher for the age and we can either follow his suggestions or not. And, and and if we, we, we choose to follow him, I mean, what will yeah. what will planet Earth look like after, uh, I, I don't want to call it his reign, but, uh, you yeah, know. But after he starts coming out openly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he has, his first four priorities are this, Richard. That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. His first four priorities are food for everyone. As you and I speak, about every eight seconds, someone dies of starvation or a starvation-related illness in a world with a, with a 10%, 12% per capita surplus of food the first one is food for everybody the second one is housing for everybody the third one is health care for everybody and the fourth one is education for everyone along the lines of your interest whatever your interests are if it's music education for music if it's you know whatever so those are his first four priorities those will happen very quickly i'm told that that feeding everybody will happen within two or three years so what it's going to look like is people's basic needs will get met, and then we can start to learn more about who we are, that we're actually not humans having a spiritual experience, we're spirits having a human experience. But people can't spend time on that when they're starving to death. So the first four things will be, will be those priorities. Well, but how will this be achieved? Through the United Nations? Yeah, well, the United Nations will play a large part in it, although people are worried about one world government. That's yes. not part of the plan. Okay. Um, the masters say that every country has a personality, just like people, and that these countries contribute to the overall essence of the world. And so there won't be a world, one world government or anything like that, but there are people making the plans right now, the distribution plans. My understanding is they're all set. It just can't be proposed until people are ready to hear it. And he will help make that available to people. Now, when you he say distribution, are you people talking about... Ready. They'll say, okay, how can we feed people? And somebody will say, well, we have some ideas. So there are people already working on these plans. There are disciples working on these plans. Disciples. Will he have, will he have disciples uh, as, as Christ had disciples? Will he have... Yes, uh, he doesn't come alone. There are right now 14 masters in the world. And before the age is over, there will be more than 40. One of the masters in the world, they kind of had an idea that the largest religion in the world, which is Roman Catholicism, Christianity, the masters kind of had an idea that Christians might have a difficult time with this whole Antichrist thing and so on. So one of the masters that is coming with Maitreya is the Master Jesus. 
the, the Christians can be very happy about that because they're going to see him on eventually. Um, they'll see Maitreya first. But then later on, they'll see Maitreya and Jesus standing side by side on television. Um, Jesus will say, this is my friend Maitreya. Maitreya will say, this is my great friend, the Master Jesus. They work together all the time. Jesus is in a physical body right now living outside of Rome and has been for several years. A couple of cardinals in the Pope's circle know he's there, but they have been asked not to say anything because that would infringe the free will of all the Catholics in the world. If the Pope said Jesus is here, they'd believe it. We need to experience these masters for who they are and recognize them by our, with our hearts and our minds. And so, but they, but he is here and he will, he will come forward. His job, by the way, is to get the Christian church back on, on track. What does Maitreya say, say, say happens to us after we die? After we die, we, our consciousness remains. It's like, I like the way Deepak Chopra says, he says, if you're talking to somebody on the phone and you cut the telephone line, what happens? Nothing happens to you. It's just that the conversation is over. You know, that's exactly what happens. Our consciousness remains and our soul remains. And then we pick another body to come in and our soul remembers where we left off in our evolution and we pick up right where we left off last time in whatever body was the best idea to help us with whatever next lessons we're supposed to learn. And eventually we learn all the lessons uh, after thousands of lives, which you and I have already had. We learn all the lessons that planet Earth has to teach and we become perma- we become masters. We become permanent spirits. That's what he says. All right, but uh, as a Christian, I mean, that's certainly, I mean, the idea, I mean, there are those who believe that, that the concept of reincarnation has been sort of expunged from, uh, you know, Christian theology, but you know that it was once part of the tradition i'm very much i don't know quite frankly what to say about that it's uh, it's not part of you know christian orthodoxy um yeah. well what would you the, say the to christians who encyclopedia actually talks about who took reincarnation out of the bible it was the emperor justinian in 600 about 600 ad he had a girlfriend that didn't like the idea so he <laughs> he held a big meeting when the pope he knew the pope couldn't make it and they took it out of the bible they missed two places Reincarnation is still in the Bible in two places that he missed. One is when the, they come across a blind man, and the disciples say to Jesus, Master, who sinned that this man be born blind, he or his parents? Now, how could he sin in the womb? He couldn't. had to be in a previous lifetime. The second one is his disciples said to Jesus, they said, Master, is John the Baptist Elias returned? And he said, he didn't say, what a stupid question. He said, yes, he is. So those are the two that that he missed that are still in the Bible. Jesus didn't have to teach rebirth because it was a it was common knowledge then. Well, this has been a fascinating discussion, and obviously, you know, <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna resolve the issue here whether or not no, he is not. a great teacher, and and those who, uh, you know believe uh, Maitreya is just that, the great teacher, I suppose, will continue to believe that, and those who uh, are skeptical or believe he may in fact be the Antichrist, uh, we'll, we'll just have to keep a, a watchful eye and await his emergence, I suppose. And yeah, uh, The tree it, will be known by its fruit. People can, will know when they see and hear him and, and watch his actions. Is there a website you can leave us with, uh, Dick, if people want to find out more? Thank you for asking, yes. www.share, S-H-A-R-E, I-N-T-L for international, S-H-A-R-E-I-N-T-L dot org, not dot com. You'll get a weird one if you go there, dot org. 
We'll have to have you on. www.shareintl.org. Appreciate it. And we'll, we'll have to have you on Thank again you. And, and discuss uh, this in, in greater detail. It's obviously, uh, you know, not something that can be easily handled in, uh, in 45 minutes. Would you be good for that to come back at a later date? Would Thank you be good you to come much. back at a later date? Yes, I'd love to. Terrific. Okay, Dick, it's I appreciate it. Pleasure. pleasure as well. Thank you. Dick Larson. Thank you. All right. Uh, wow. I, uh, I don't know what to tell you, folks. I, um, I have to be honest. As an Orthodox Christian, it doesn't necessarily square with my, you know, religious, uh, uh, worldview. However, uh, it's certainly interesting and we'll, we'll, uh, as I say, we'll get Dick back on and perhaps we'll, uh, we'll structure a debate, uh, with, uh, with Dick and someone, I suppose, on the other side who believes that, uh, Maitreya is not the world teacher, uh, who, you know, they believe he is in fact the Antichrist. Wanted to give you a heads up coming up on the next, uh, on the, uh, the next edition of the uh, conspiracy show. Uh, Nick Redfern will be along. He's got a brand new book, uh, about monsters and, uh, various intelligence groups in the United States. And we'll also uh, be talking with the director and producer of a new film, uh, that was sort of spearheaded by Dr. Stephen Greer, of course, who is uh, part of the Disclosure Project. So we'll look forward to that next week. And again, coming up in uh, several weeks, we'll be coming to you live from Kalamata in Greece. The return of James D. Eugenio, JFK assassination researcher, will be along for a couple of uh, episodes to talk uh, about the murder of the president, John F. Kennedy, as we sell or commemorate the 50th anniversary. In the meantime, you can check out all the information you need on this program at richardserrett.com. That's richardserrett.com. And as always, say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett.